0: morning. We worship a good God. We worship a majestic God. We worship an awesome God. We really do. Thanks, Lalpi, Thanks, Ethan, for sharing that with us. It's good to worship all to de- together. Well, good morning, y'all. How y'all doing? Well, I do declare you all look as pretty as a peach. Now, you're probably wondering what has happened to Trevor. Why is he talking in a funny accent this morning? Well, funnier than normal. Well, we have some special guests with us uh, this morning, uh, and I'm going to ask them to come up. So why don't y'all like to come up and share what y'all have been doing? <laughs> grab a... Oh, here we go. Grab, the, grab this microphone. There you go. Okay. <laughs> So this is Shelby and Ethan, for those of you who don't know, uh, Shelby and Ethan uh, um, spent probably about three or four summers with us, uh, helping us uh, out, especially with camp, and so, and how long ago is it that you've been with us?
1: Um, I think it's been two years, yeah. Three two years. Sum- Two summers, this will be the third summer. Oh
0: yeah, is it? Yeah, I think. So is that three years? Yeah. Okay, three years. <laughs> so you haven't been with us for three years. So tell us something happened to you during that time when, yeah, that's what <laughs> we happened.
1: We got married.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh. About time. Okay. And it was a fabulous wedding, wasn't it? It was a yeah. great day. We had a really
1: a nice pastor come and marry us. Yeah. So. Wasn't there. He wasn't, yeah. <laughs> no, a, Trevor. a different Trevor.
0: We're <laughs> at the very good. And, and I know that you've caught up with a lot of people here and you've told them a little bit about what's happened in those last three years, but I just, they they have no idea what I'm going to ask them, so, but I want you to focus on one thing, because I know it was a big thing for you, three months after you got married, what happens?
1: Um, okay, so three months after we got married, Ethan got really sick, um, we thought that he, they told us he had cancer, so it was a really wild first I didn't. Year, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was really sick in the hospital um, for like two weeks, on and off, and then we spent the next like six months of our first year of marriage in and out of the oncology center. And then they said, "Just kidding, he's fine." So, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure
0: they didn't say just kidding. No, they? they were like, like we, "We're we're so killed.
1: sorry, but we That's were wrong." <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was crazy. Self-system. you.
0: (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to pay anything. Um, (laughs) So that was a big thing for you guys and uh, you moved house and you started both of you started new jobs during that time. Actually how many times have you moved since you've been married? Three. (laughs) Three times already. Okay so I want you to tell us what did you learn A about yourselves during that time and B,
1: what did you learn about God during that time? Uh, okay, thanks. <laughs> about ourselves, I'm very impatient. That's what I learned about myself. No. Um, you know, you hear this all the time with marriage, but apparently communication is a really important thing. Um, and I'm terrible at it. Uh, I don't know, that was probably the biggest thing. You know, Living together was a huge adjustment. Um, she's a homebody, I am not. I like to be out and about, and just we've learned a ton of things. I don't know about just marriage and each other, and um, the best policy so far is just to to openly communicate and just be honest about things, and it makes things a lot easier. It's not always easy, especially whenever I have to talk about feelings. You know, I don't I don't like to do that. Yeah. But he's not gonna cry today. I won't cry today. I he's promise. Today. Don't say that. I'm, I might. Yeah. There's still time. Yeah. Um, And then, as far as what we've learned about God, it's just been a ton of things. I mean, even just being in the hospital and, you know, having a bunch of doctors come in and tell you when you're 23, like, we think you have cancer. Beforehand, I would have thought I would have taken that a lot harder than I did, but we just had overwhelming peace. It was like an overwhelming peace. Like, it it was, (laughs) I mean, I can't even say, like, I genuinely was upset. It was more of just like, okay, well, I'm not alone in this, and one, in marriage, and two, with with the lord so it was just kind of like okay well it's something we got to work through we'll take care of it and kick butt and i don't know that kind of strengthened our marriage a ton to just kind of made us confident that no matter what's thrown at us like we're we're okay we're going to be good we know where we stand and who we stand with so it's that's right
0: that's great. Anything you want to add to that? I'm all right. Wife? Yeah, you should. <laughs> I'm just going to pray for you guys uh, on behalf of the church here. I just um, uh, You're always part of our family. You know that. You're always welcome here. You always have your second home here in Vancouver with us. Okay, so when we uh, just want to pray for you guys now. Let's do that. Father, I want to thank you for Shelby and for Ethan. I thank you, Lord, for... Uh, the the history that they have with us and the way that they've affected us and um, the way that you have led them into our hearts. Lord, thank you for their marriage. I pray that you would protect their marriage, that you would keep them strong. Lord, and thank you for what they have been through over these last few years, Lord. Uh, And I pray that you would use this mightily for you and use them mightily in their jobs, And uh, as they search for a good uh, church home, Lord, I pray that you would lead them and guide them and be with them. Be their father in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless. (laughs) Okay, you can sit down now. All righty. So let's get back to speaking Queen's English. God bless her. Uh, we have so much to get through today. There's a uh, big day. It's Father's Day. It's uh, Shelby and Ethan in here, car-free day. And we have to do our monthly height in. We mustn't forget that. In case you're new, uh, we have for our word for the year, which is that word, grow. Uh, so we want to grow in our relationship with Jesus this year. We want to grow closer to Jesus. We want to uh, grow in becoming the women and men and girls and boys that God has created us to be. And so we thought, wouldn't it be interesting to illustrate how much we're growing spiritually uh, by measuring two of our youngest people here and to see how they're growing physically. And so we thought we'd do that every third Sunday. So, We need uh, Step Up, Jumbo James, Jumbo James, and the X-Man. Come on up. Andre, you're going to have to uh, do the deed. Uh, The pens are over there. Let's see if you've grown this month. Okay. Xavier doesn't have any socks on. Would that make a difference? Any sign of growth, Jen? Yeah? Whoa. James, fantastic. Well done, bud. Okay. The X Man. They have grown each month. I was looking at the sign on there, and uh, each month they've grown a little bit. It's been great. If you can say that you have grown spiritually by that much each month, praise God for that as well. Well done, guys. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Andre. Thanks, Jen. That's fabulous. We'll look at that in a month's time as well. So it's the third Sunday of the month, so that means it's fun day. Because the kids stay with us in the service, and what we try to do is that we all worship together. So our time together on a third Sunday is more like an all-age worship, which means there's something for everyone, the little itty-bitty one to the big, big old one. Uh, so hopefully God will uh, be speaking to each one of us this morning. Now, first of all, though, i who likes mac and cheese here? Of the kids. Warren, why don't you come up here a minute? Come sit down here. There you go, bud. Sit down there. Oh. It's been a day today, I tell you. I got up early this morning. I woke up at 3 o'clock this morning I had, you know, uh, as you get older, you know, have to make that little trip to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I came in, I tripped over the cord, my phone went flying. Linda flew up in the air and said, What's wrong? What's wrong? I said, Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I said, That's oh, just just me. Yeah, it's been a tough morning. You alright? Good. A friend of mine told me about uh, this story of when he started on a building site. He he worked on a building site, and uh, he was uh, 18 years old, walked onto the building site, and then all these guys there, all these old grizzled guys, and the first thing that the foreman told him to do, he said, go to the office and ask for a long wait. And so... So my friend sort of goes off and he says to the, uh, the girl in the office, uh, I've been sent for a long wait. And she said, oh, okay, well, go and sit over there then. And about 15 minutes went by and he said, I've, have you forgotten about me? I, I came for a long wait. And she said, yeah, okay, just stay there. And then after about two hours of sitting in the office, it suddenly clicked that the guys on the building site were uh, taking the mickey out of him because he had gone to ask for a long wait. There's no such thing as a long wait except a long wait. So he sat there for two years, two years, two hours. Where was I? What are you doing up here, one? What's going on? mac and cheese you want the mac and cheese do you well i'm a busy man you know all right here's your okay Here's your mac and there's your cheese all right okay so let's move on what's what's the problem Oh, did you expect me to cook it for you? No, there you go. You can take that home and cook it today. Thanks, Warren. You can go and sit down now. Thanks, bud. (laughs) We don't like, there's a problem. We don't like waiting, do we? Long waits are not much fun. They really aren't. Like when you wait for a ferry. You ever been to uh, a turf ferry terminal and you have to wait for a ferry? You know. When we went on the men's retreat, when we went on the men's retreat, some of the people on the men's retreat didn't do what Phil was telling them to do, which was to reserve a spot. And so we got to Langdale and they said, you've probably got a possible two uh, ferry delay." And you know what? We didn't like that. We weren't sort of saying, yes, three hours at the Langdale Terminal. How cool is that? No, we didn't want to wait. I remember when I went down to uh, Shelby and Ethan's wedding. I was saying on the way back, I had a 10-hour layover at uh, at Dallas-Fort Worth. If anyone's been to that airport, There is nothing there. It is the most boring airport in the world, and I had 10-hour wait there. Was I happy about that? No, I wasn't. Or when you're really hungry, and you want mac and cheese, and you want it now, and yet you have to wait for it to be cooked. We don't like waiting for anything. But it's even more hard... If we're waiting for something a bit more important, maybe waiting for a hospital appointment, or waiting for a result on a lump that you found in your breast, and you're waiting for that call. Or waiting to get better from an illness, or or waiting to get paid, or or waiting for a new baby to come so that you can start sleeping properly. <laughs> None of us like to wait, but there's one word, one God-given gift that will help us as we wait, one of the fruit of the Spirit. And some of you told me at the beginning of this year that you wanted to grow in this word, and that word is patience, patience. And this is something that we all need, don't we? Especially as parents, as dads here this morning. We need patience with our kids sometimes. Fatherhood and motherhood, you know, should come with a government health warning. You know, like you get on a packet of cigarettes. I think something should be written on the child as it comes out. You know, warning This sweet little thing can cause irritation, lack of sleep, and can severely deplete your finances and your sanity. Extreme patience required. We need patience in life. We need patience to wait. And how do we get it? How do we grow in patience? Well, that's a great question. And that's what we're going to look at briefly And kids, this is what I want you to do, okay? You're already coloring and drawing and stuff. There's paper there. I want you to draw for me something that speaks to you about patience. Maybe it's a situation where you've needed to be patient recently. Or maybe it's something that God needs to help you with as you are patient, Something about being patient, okay? So you, Chloe and Trev, you can do that if you want, or you can hang around there, listen to me, it's up to you. Um, but, uh, and then what I want you to do, kids, at the end of my talk here, I want you to show what you've done to us and explain what it's about, yeah? Is that good? Excellent. All right. So, patience. We all need Patience. Perhaps some of us here this morning need a a large dose of it. You know, maybe there's someone in your life right now that is testing your patience. Maybe there's a situation that's testing your patience. What do we do? How do we grow? Well, the Bible actually says a lot about patience. There's over 20 passages in Scripture that talk about patience. There's this one in uh, 1 Thessalonians. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with some people. Oh, no, it says, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to be kind to each other and to everyone else. This is what it says in Ephesians. It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And here in Colossians, Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Patience. Do you notice that it's not a suggestion? It's a command. And the command as followers of Jesus, as chosen people, is to be patient. It's part of the DNA of God's children. It isn't an option. You can't say to me, Trevor, I'm not a patient person. Clear off. You can't, because it's actually part of who you are as God's daughter or son. We're called to be women and men of patience. Okay, but how? How can we be patient? Well, we need to understand that there's a natural patience and a supernatural patience. Uh, we view natural patience as something, you know, like we can al- almost grit our teeth and force ourselves, you know. Try to keep calm. I'm, oh, I'm going to count to 10. 10 like when you're waiting in line at the supermarket or you're waiting for a bus to arrive and you're getting annoyed and frustrated or or trying to cope with a crying baby or what about an annoying husband and uh, all you want to do is just you want to fly off the handle and throw them out the window. So you force this patience. You know, I will, I will, I will, I'm going to will, I will be patient. If it kills me, I'm going to be patient. And that's okay. But natural patience is actually quite shallow. And it's fleeting. It, it goes. And it can snap at any time. It's on the surface, patience. But supernatural patience is different. It's all of that, but it's broader and wider and deeper. You see, this patience is actually a fruit. It's a fruit of the Spirit, which means that it can only be produced in our lives when we allow God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to come and change us deep down. This patience, this supernatural patience, is the outworking of what God is doing inwardly. In our hearts. It's like that song that we sing, you know, change me from the inside out. The patience has to come from within, out, not out, in. So the supernatural patience is not earned. You can't go to a class and learn patience. It's given as we stay close to Jesus. The Greek word that the Bible uses for patience is macrothermia, macrothermia, and it combines two Greek words together, Macron, which means being far away, and thumos, which means anger or wrath. So it means far from our anger, far from our anger, or as we might put it today, having a long fuse on our emotions. It means to endure something with calmness. The ability to willingly accept or tolerate delay or hardship. The fruit of the Spirit, patience, speaks of the quality of having a a calm, tranquil frame of mind while in uncertain circumstances or of bearing up while being provoked or treated wrongly. It talks of that patience. And here's the thing. Here's where this patience comes from. Here's how we can show macrothumia. You see, this supernatural patience has its root in a confident trust in God the sovereignty of God. This patience trusts that actually God is ultimately in control. This patience comes from a deep trust that God is actually good and his timing is perfect. So what's the outworking of this patience? What does this patience look like? And why is it important for us to demonstrate This patience. Well, three things. The first, a patient person can help heal broken relationships. Here's what it says in Proverbs. It says a hot-tempered man or woman stirs up dissension, but a patient man or woman calms a quarrel. And this is so true. We know this to be true, don't we? A lot of relationships flounder because of impatience. I can't handle the way he leaves his underwear on the bedroom floor. There's the washing basket. Why can't he pick it up and put it in there? If she leaves the top off the toothpaste, one more time. I am going to lose it. Kids, what have I said about putting your toys away? Why can't you put your toys away? It's the last straw. And do you know what happens? There's some knowing smiles going around this room right now. You know what happens? We become impatient and we lose it. Anyone been there? And what happens is that we say and do things that actually don't help the situation. And it damages relationships. And the thing is, you see, you can't take it back. And I know relationships that have been ruined by one word, one sentence, one time of losing it. And the damage is done. I have to tell you, that this is my biggest sign of spiritual health. I know when I'm struggling spiritually because I'm incredibly impatient with people. Are you listening? I, (laughs) I do. I become incredibly impatient. And so what happens is you get a text or an email And normally I'm able to just brush it off. But when I know I'm struggling spiritually, I'll save it in my draft. You should have a look at my draft box on my email. (laughs) There you will. There's one to you. But I do, and there's there's a whole list on there, and thankfully I don't send them. But it's what happens, and instead of keeping calm, I, I let the littlest thing get to me. And I liken it to like a bathtub, you know, like when the bath is full, when I'm full of God's spirit, my patience level is topped up. I can just about cope with anything. But when I'm away from God, do you know what happens to the bathtub? The water drains out. And there's no, there's nothing left in there. There's no patience left in there. And that's when I fly off the handle. And and I know that's a dangerous time for me. If I know that I'm being impatient with people, I know I need to get back to God because I know that I can harm relationships. But the opposite is true as well. Patience can bring healing to relationships. You see, patience doesn't mean turning a blind eye to stuff around you. It doesn't mean ignoring the underwear on the floor. It doesn't mean ignoring the whiny, disobedient children. But patience allows you time to step back to try and understand where the other person's coming from and then discovering ways to help the situation and help them. You know, this is one of the greatest needs in marriages and families. Patience. The fruit of the Spirit, patience, is so needed there at the moment. Second thing. A patient person gives God time to work. This is what it says in Psalm 27. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. In Romans, it says this, but if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. The key word in that verse, do you know what it is? It's yet. 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 That small word is a great word of faith. Let me explain. God placed this word into my mind through a friend I met recently. He's a good man. He's not a believer uh, by a long stretch. He likes his filthy jokes and uh, colorful language. But God spoke to me through him. He was telling me about some difficulties that he'd been facing uh, in his family. His wife had uh, been involved in an accident that had smashed her shoulder, just completely. And they tried to put pins in and uh, on this shoulder. And uh, after nine months, she went back to get it checked out, and it still wasn't healing. And so she had had to have another big operation. And I felt really bad, and I said to him, I said, oh, I'm so sorry that she's not better. And that's when he looked at me, and he smiled, and he hit me with this word, yet. She isn't better yet. And that's where this little word yet becomes so important. She's not better is a statement of fact. But to say she's not better yet brings God into the picture. Yet says that God is still working out his purposes. He hasn't finished yet. You might have a plan. You might have an agenda. You might be in a hurry, but God isn't. A patient person gives God time to work. I love mentioning my dad on Father's Day because I know that he listens on Father's Day. So happy Father's Day, Dad. Sorry I didn't get the card in the post. Never do. It's dreadful. I used to. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, thank you. <laughs> Praise God. Um, uh, oh, I've lost my train of thought now. Yes, I used to pray for my mum and my dad to uh, to be, come to faith. I would pray uh, for years and years and years, and I gave up believing that they'd ever come to faith. And then you know the story. I came here to Canada, and within a few months of us being in calendar I get a phone call from my mum saying hey never guess what we've started going to church really I gave up a patient person always allows God time to work he doesn't work on our our time scales So if you're waiting for something right now, don't let go of that little word, yet. She's not better, yet. My situation is not better, yet. I don't have a job, yet. My relationship is not reconciled, yet. My son or daughter has not come back to the Lord, yet. Hang on to that little word, yet. Because a patient person always allows God time to work. And then finally, last thing. A patient person remembers that God is patient with us. This is what it says in 2 Peter. It says, but don't forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Here's the good news for you and me. God doesn't give up on people. story of the prodigal son you know the story where the guy the father gives inheritance to the son and the son goes off and squanders it all lives with the pigs you see that story yeah it shows God's forgiveness it shows God's grace it shows God's mercy but it also shows us God's patience you see the father doesn't give up on the wayward son he doesn't say well that's it I'm going to stop loving you now. I'm going to cut you off. He didn't stop caring. He didn't stop longing for him to come home. We're told that the father kept looking for the son to return. Every day he would look for the son to return. Never gave up on him. It's a picture for all of us. I used to struggle with this idea that God could still love me. After some of the stupid things I used to do. How? How could he love me like that? I muck up time and time and time again. Surely his patience is going to run out on me. But you know what? It didn't. And it doesn't. And it won't patient person remembers that God is patient with us. Kids, how are we doing with the pictures? Okay, do you want to come up, bring them up? Come and show us your pictures. All right, who wants to go first? (laughs) Come on, Chloe. Come on, Chloe. Come over here. All right, do you want us to, um, you want to hold it up and I'll hold the microphone so that you can, Oh, you can hold All it right. if you want. There you go.
1: Can okay, I just like say about
0: the picture? Or? Good. Can I have a look at it? Okay. Uh, I'll hold it up. So you've got someone there saying, good question. So it goes like, whoops, the smart board's not working well. Oh, hey, stop talking. Hey, listen. Lecture about listening. So boring. I already knew this from grade four. I have no idea about this. Say what? Mm-hmm. So these these people, the teacher's trying to be patient with the children, and the children trying to be patient, or well, they need to be more patient with the teacher. Yeah. Yeah? Anything else? It,
1: uh, yeah, because there are a lot of people, like, not listening, and then... Sometimes you already know it, and then you just want to, say, like, do the work, and, yeah.
0: yeah. That's great. Thank you, Chloe. That's brilliant. Well done. All righty. Next. Next up. Come on. Come on. Right, Do you want me to hold it up, and you, you tell us what, it's, uh, what you've done there? So, um,
1: last year, we went to Disney World, and I woke up. And we had a leak in our bathroom roof. So it was absolutely terrible. So we called down a bellboy. And it took literally two hours for him to show up. And we just sat there waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah. So I did my perspective on me just laying there being like, come on, it's been two hours. You should be here. And then he's sitting there on the phone.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Thank you. That's great. Thanks. Brilliant. Okay. Do you want me to hold that up and uh, you can tell us a little bit about? Wow, that's a great one.
1: I made a comic and it's about um, a kid that did something bad and his mom told him told him that he was grounded for a month. month. Then he said, like, one hour went by, and um, it felt like a year. (laughs) Then after, like, six days, he says, like, it's been forever. Then he hears a knock at the door, and um, his mom comes in and tells him to be patient. Then um, after the month went by, his mom said good news, and then he said what? And then she told him that he was ungrounded, and that was... Yeah!
0: Wow, that's a great story. Thank, Thank you. you. Brilliant. Okay, Nicholas, come and come show us what you've done, bud. Do you want me to hold it up? So, what what have you done there, buddy?
1: So, kind of like all these guys, these grape guys, they're like the ones that did bad things, and their mom says, "Patient, patient."
0: That is brilliant. So these are the the darker guys, the purple guys. Yeah. Fabulous. Well done, Nicholas. Come on, Xavier. Okay.
1: So this is a classroom waiting for school to end.
0: Oh. (laughs) Yes. Well done. Thank you. James, come on you want me to hold it up bud and you tell us what it's uh, what you've drawn there
1: so the teacher is like saying one plus one is two and one guy's thinking it's boring and then this and then she's saying fred and he's like boring and then this other guy's like
0: Zzz. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have patience in class haven't you thank you guys We all need patience. Maybe you need a huge dose right now. You're in a tough situation. You can't see an end to it. Maybe you're waiting for something and it's just taking forever. God calls us to draw close to him. Allow him to fill your life once more with his spirit. Allow him to remind you that he's not forgotten you. He's not abandoned you that he's still working and allow the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of patience to flow out of you and heal relationships and allow God time to work. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you know our hearts so well Lord, we can't hide from you. You know what our hearts are like, Lord. You know how impatient we get. You know, that, Lord, the situations that we're facing, that we're in, that we're finding really hard, Lord, to be patient and to wait. Lord, I I pray first and foremost you remind us that you haven't left us, that you haven't abandoned us, that you're still there, Lord, and you're still working out Your good purposes in our lives. So, Lord, I pray that you would just fill us once more with your Holy Spirit. Lord, fill us once more with the fruits of that Spirit, the the patience that we so need in our lives today. And, Lord, I pray that um, as we go from this place today, that we would um, show the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of of patience in our lives with our kids, with our families, with our work colleagues. Whatever it is, Lord, give us what we need in Jesus' name.